It's amazing what God's done, and uh, we're going to continue to see God do some amazing things in this up-and-coming new year. But for today, we're kicking off a brand new series that we've entitled Focus. Everybody say Focus. Has anybody ever had a difficult time focusing? Just really, just you, you, for whatever reason, the focus, the desire for focus is there. But for whatever reason, you can't seem to focus in on what you want to accomplish. And I feel like there's so much distraction out there. There's so many things that are going on, not just in our community, not just in the, in, in the United States, but even more so in our own personal lives. And so sometimes it's really difficult to focus. And let me just tell you what that word focus means. It means the adjustment for a distinct vision and directed attention towards someone or something. And so our heart's desire at Restoration Life is to focus in on what God has for us in 2019. Is anybody with me? All right, 20 of you. 2018 was really good for some of us. 2018 was not so good for some of us. In fact, 2018 might have been a very brutal year, and many of you are just good to see it go, and you're ready for what comes next in 2019. Many of us have experienced loss. Many of us have experienced heartache. Many of us have experienced financial burden and financial blessing. Some of you have experienced marriage and childbirth, while others are still struggling to do so. And so looking at 2019, we want to focus in on what God has for us, very specifically individually and corporately as a body of believers. And so I know that God has prepared good things for those who love him and are called according to to his purpose. Is anybody with me on that? Right? And so in order to do that, there are a couple of things that I just want to share with you as we introduce this new series focus. And let me just remind you, you, you all need to know right now, because we, we just did this kind of last minute. I apologize for that. But we are kicking off the new year with the New Year's Eve party. Come on, on New Year's Eve. And, and if you haven't heard of it yet, we are doing it on New Year's Eve at 8 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. There's going to be amazing food because we're all going to bring it, right? It's a potluck style. And uh, I heard that there was going to be a, a dance battle contest. That's just something on the grapevine. And uh, I also heard that, that it's a 90s party, so you're going to have to come dressed 90s, okay? For some of you that still dress like you're in the 90s, it's cool. Just come the way that you are. <laughs> but for others, amen, you want to come as your favorite 90s character, whoever you want to be. I just heard that we're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of food. This is going to be a special remix of music. We're going to dance. We're going to have fun. And then we're going to worship God into the new year. Is that okay? So New Year's Eve right here on campus at Restoration Life. And two, if, if, if you're like a board game kind of person, it's BYOB, all right? Bring your own board game, all right? That's what that means. Bring your own board game, not anything else. All right, so uh, bring your own board game. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to get together. But we want to look forward into 2019 by doing a couple things. Number one, I want, I want you to just remember this. Number one, we need to prepare for what happens next. It's number one. Look at the scripture. Paul's writing to the church of Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 through 27, he says this. A true athlete 
will be disciplined in every aspect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a laurel wreath that quickly withers. But we run. He's saying, listen, there's two types of races. Some people run for a, a, a wreath that's placed on their head that withers and die. But he says, but we run a different kind of race. We're doing something different. We're, we're doing something with purpose. We're doing something that God has called us to do. He says, we run our race to win a victor's crown that will last forever. For that reason, I don't run just to exercise or box like one throwing aimlessly, aimless punches. But I train, come on, like a champion. We are the champions. Come on. I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and I get it under my control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. Let's all just bow our head and close our eyes just for a moment. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you uh, for all of your grace and all of your mercy, for all of your love and everything that you've poured out this year for each and every single one of us. Lord, we know that 2018 was an amazing year, filled with life, filled with difficulty, filled with challenges. And we're grateful that we're still breathing today. But Father, we know that greater things are ahead of us. We know that you've got a better future and a better destiny with a better plan for all of us in 2019. But we need to focus. We need to focus. And so I pray for every family represented here today. Help us to focus on the things that matter. Help us to focus on the things that are filled with your purpose. Help us to focus on your divine plan for each and every single one of our lives. And God, with our life, we'll say thank you by worshiping you with everything that we have in us. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on. Amen. Come on. Everybody shouted. Amen. Amen. So the first point that I have to make this morning is that we have to prepare or be prepared for what happens next. If we are going to lean into this new year with an expectancy of great things that we need to know that if we are not properly prepared for what happens next, what we're actually doing is we're forfeiting what God has planned for our next season. You need to catch that this morning. If you and I are not properly prepared for what comes next in 2019, what you and I are actually doing is we're forfeiting the plan and the purposes of God for our next season of life. Because God isn't going to give you something that you can't handle. And the only way you and I are going to be able to handle what happens next in our lives is if we go into this thing prepared. Somebody say amen. If you don't prepare for the next season, what you're actually saying, what you're actually stating, and you don't necessarily have to say it, but by your lifestyle, you're declaring it. What you're actually saying is that where God has me right now is where God wants to keep me. And what you need to know is that God's plan for your life is greater than, greater than your plan for the now. And you might be saying right now that where I'm at is cool, it's all right. But God has got planned greater things for your life. And if you just grow complacent and you grow lazy and you stop doing what you're supposed to be doing by getting prepared for what happens next, you'll never be ready for God's blessing in the next season. 
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Paul the Apostle writes, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest requests. More or your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. But if you're not being prepared or you're not preparing yourself, then what you're saying is I'm okay with what I'm experiencing right now. What you're saying is I'm good with the way things are right now. I'm okay with what I've experienced up to now. As long as I have life, I'm good with that. Listen, God did not just come to give you life, but life more abundantly. And if you believe that, then you can't grow complacent the way many of us have become in 2018. You can't expect God to do a new thing when you're still struggling with the old thing. Come on. You have to prepare yourself for what happens next. If you're going to run a, if you're going to run a race, you have to prepare yourself. If you're going to start exercising to lose weight, you have to prepare yourself. If you want to do greater things in the kingdom, you're going to have to start exercising your faith by preparing yourself. You're going to have to change the way that you've done things and get prepared to do some things that you've never done before in order to experience things you've never had. Oh, I'm talking to somebody in this room. I have to prepare for what happens next. You have to prepare for what happens next. Because if you don't prepare for what happens next, what you're going to see is other people pass you by and say, what happened to me? Well, they prepared while you grew lazy. They were fervent while you were unconscious. Come on. <laughs> you have to prepare for your next season. Listen, when the fight comes and you haven't prepared for the fight, you've already lost. You can't prepare for things that happen in your life right there and then. You can't start the preparation when the thing happens. You can't start the preparation when the battle happens. You can't prepare when the circumstance happens. You can't prepare when it happens in the moment. You have to prepare in advance because when it happens, it's already too late for you. Now you have to go through rehab. Now you got to work out everything that you should have worked out months before. Now you got to figure out things that you should have already known by now. And the reason that's creeped up on you is because you weren't prepared. My, my Bible says be prepared in season and out of season. I know as a Christian that fights are going to come my way. I know that as a Christian that struggles are going to come at me. I know as a Christian that life isn't always fair. I know as a Christian that I'm going to experience some things in my physical body as I get older. But if I'm not prepared for that season, I'm not going to be ready for that fight. Are you hearing me this morning? you got to get prepared for 2019 because what you did in 2018 isn't good enough for 2019. Well, I'm here to challenge you this morning. Because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not about to go into 2019, come on, regurgitating what happened in 2018. I want something new because I serve the God of new. I want to see even more miracles because I serve the God of miracles. Come on. I want to see more families saved, more people baptized, more marriages restored, more kids growing up to serve God. Why? Because I want more. 
But if I do what I've done in 2018, all I can expect is what I received in 2018. I need a 2019 miracle now. Which means I need something different. Which means I'm going to have to prepare myself for a new realm of, of, of battle. Is anybody here this morning? You have to prepare for what happens next. If it's a fight, let's go. Let's do this. Let's fight. Let's move on. If it's a training or an exercise or a discipleship, then I'm going to inject myself into that because I want to prepare for what happens next. If it's rest and peace, that means I've made it through the difficult times and I'm experiencing my promotion and I'm going to rest in that for as long as I can because I know sooner or later, giants are going to come after me again. Because you never get what you go for. You get what you prepared for. When we go through trouble... And you can expect troubled times in this life. You and I will always default back to what we prepared for. You'll always default back to that. But the reality is this. Your default isn't good enough for what's coming next. Some battles are bigger. Some battles are more fierce. Some things are intensified. Come on. And what you used to do, the, what you used to do to go after God's anointing over your life, the obedience of your past might not be enough for the obedience of what God has for your next season. And so you may have been obedient like 60% of the time, but what happens in 2019 is going to need 90% of your obedience, maybe even 100% of your obedience. And that's why we're getting ready for 2019 with a 21-day fast at the beginning of this year. A 21 day, next Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., we are kicking off prayer and fasting at Restoration Life for the next 21 days. Because we need miracles. We need miracles. We want to see Brother Amato walk in his healing. We want to see Larry Schultz delivered from his cancer. We want to see Carol Polzer miraculously healed in her kidney. We want to see people that are struggling with diabetes never ever have to struggle with diabetes again. We want to see marriages restored. We want to see teenagers delivered from drugs. And we want to see it now. But some of these things only come out by prayer. And fasting. Now, you guys aren't used to it, but this is what we're going to do. We are going to go into a time of prayer and fasting. Can I tell you that on Christmas Day, I went to go visit Pastor Eliezer, me and my son. And while we were there with him in, in, in the cancer ward over there in Cedar sinai the doctor came in and he said, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but your A&C levels have changed and they're starting to rise. And they're at a level which, which is kind of high for what you're going through right now. And he's like... Man, I just believe in God. They said that he is the best cancer patient that they've ever seen. In fact, he is outreaching to people. He said that last Sunday, while we were ministering, that they were in that hospital room with all their nurse staff watching Restoration Life preach the gospel. And they were like, wait a minute, is that your church? He's like, yeah, that's my pastor. They're like, you know him? He goes, yeah, he's a great friend of mine. That's my pastor. That's my church. They're like, where is it? We want to go. I'm like, come on, he's evangelizing while through taking chemo in ICU, in a cancer ward. Come on. And, and a doctor's coming in. And, and check this out. He says, you're doing great. You're doing great. The next day, the next day, the day after Christmas, the doctor comes in, leaves his family. The doctor leaves his family at his house party, 
goes to the hospital room and says, I'm here to tell you that we were hoping for a 5%, maybe a 3% cancer in your bloodstream. He goes, you're in full remission. There is zero cancer. Come on. Zero. Zero cancer. In your bloodstream. He goes, not only that, he goes, but if it keeps going this good, you're going to be going home on Friday. I'm here to tell you that he came home on Thursday, a day before. We serve a God of miracles. The doctor told him, you're not only going home, but you're ready for your transplant and we're getting it ready for you now. Listen, we serve a God of miracles, but we have to believe, which means we have to prepare because the battle is not easy. The circumstances that we experienced as a Christian church are going to get more and more difficult as time goes on. But I know that we serve an awesome God. I know that he's able to take us from where we were to where he wants us to be. You see, God doesn't hand out medals for performance. He hands out crowns for perseverance. We're not running after this earthly wreath. We're running after a glorious crown that God's ready to give us because we've surrendered ourselves to him. But you got to prepare yourself. Look at somebody and tell them, get prepared. Get ready and stay ready. You got to get ready and stay ready so that you don't have to get ready. Prepare yourself for what happens next. Some of you are going to get greater jobs next year. Some of you are going to get greater raises and greater promotions. But you got to prepare yourself now by being obedient in the little so that God can say, okay, I'll trust him with more. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to give them what they need. Not necessarily what they want, but I'm going to give them what they need. And when they're faithful in the little, I'm going to keep giving them more. Are you hearing me this morning? Some of you are going to walk into 2019 debt-free. I believe that with all my heart. Some of you are going to walk into 2019 with no ailing pains in your body anymore. Because I believe that we serve a God of miracles. But we got to prepare our spirit because our flesh is running crazy on some of us. Here's point number two. Get yourself under control. Come on. Get yourself under control. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.27, But I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and get it under my control. Why? Because far too often my body is controlled by what somebody else says. My body seems to get con be controlled by what social media says. My body seems to get controlled by how I'm feeling in that moment. I'm here to tell you and I'm here to challenge you. Get yourself under control. Look at somebody tell them, control yourself. Because if you're not careful, you could look back at 2018 with a type of spiritual road rage. What do I mean by that? Have you ever been in the carpool lane and you're driving the California speed limit? And then here comes that idiot racing up behind you. I could say idiot because he's stupid. He's going over 100 miles an hour, right? He's racing up behind you. You're in your family with your car. 
obeying the California speed limit. Right? Next thing you know, he comes up on you. He's honking. He's flashing. He's, he's, he's throwing up your number one but the other way. And, 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 and now, some of you that are humble, you're like, this guy's stupid. He's going to kill somebody. I'm just going to get out of the way. But others, <laughs> others of you want to teach somebody a lesson. Well, I'm going to get in your stuff. What do we do when somebody speeds up behind us and starts honking, starts flashing their lights? We slow down. I'm going to show him. I'm going to put my family in danger. <laughs> Come on, somebody say, Pastor, that preaches right now. <laughs> you put your family in danger because you want to teach somebody a lesson. And then you start taking your eyes off of what's in front of you. And you put all your attention on what's behind you. Listen, that's how your past is. Sometimes it comes up on you like an idiot, flashing his light and honking your horn to let you know that there's somebody behind you, chasing you down, wanting you to get out of your way. And what you do is you let those behind you dictate the speed that you're moving forward. Uh, somebody needs to hear this this morning. You're looking back at 2018 with a spiritual road rage. And you can't stand the things that have happened in your past. So instead of getting out of the way of that idiot, what you do is you pump your brakes and you slow down and put your own life in danger. And you're moving at a pace that's slower than the pace that God wants you to move because of your pride. And then we see other people, new people. Rising up, getting saved, getting baptized, being held under forever. <laughs> getting freaked out. By the way, his wife told me to do that. I'm just saying. Make sure he's dead, Pastor. All right. <laughs> we see other people doing things for God and we go, why them and not us? Because you keep looking behind you and you keep pumping your brakes. You got to get your eyes off of 2018 and start looking forward to what God has for your future. You got to get your eyes off of what happened in 2018 and prepare yourself for the next season. Prepare yourself for the next fight. Prepare. Look at somebody tell them, stay in your lane. You belong there. You belong there. Let that guy go around you. You don't have to get out of the way for nobody. As long as you're living right, doing right, serving right, being all that you can be in Christ, stay in your lane and let everybody else just go. If they want to crash and burn, that's between them and God, not between you, them, and God. Don't help them burn. It's not your job. All right, all right, I'll move on. I'll move on. It's not even in my note. Praise God. <laughs> we have to be able... To take our minds and our hearts and our focus, our attention off of everything that's happened in 2018. We can't do anything about it. You can't prepare for what's already happened. You can only prepare for what happens next. How many are ready to get prepared for 2019? Come on. 
Let me give you some scriptures to help you out. Proverbs 25, 28 says, if you live without restraint, if you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper, you're as helpless as a city with broken down defenses open to attack. So what is he saying? What he's saying is, is if you allow your temper to have control over you, what you're literally allowing is the floodgates of the, uh, of the city that helps protect you, the doorway to your heart, the doorway to your mind, the doorway to your family. You're, you're just kicking the doors wide open for the enemy to come in and have his way because you can't control your temper. Now, I don't know about you, but some of us got some tempers on us. Look at somebody tell them, control your temper. <laughs> Why is it that some people who aren't saved act more saved than you are? Don't get mad at me. Control your temper. <laughs> Proverbs 13.3 says, watch this, guard your words and you'll guard your life. But if you don't control your tongue, it'll ruin everything. Some of you got to learn how to control your mouth. You don't have to be critical. You don't have to be judgmental. You ain't got to lie. Come on. Control your tongue. Speak life. Remember that? Speak life. Control how you say what you say. Control how you respond to the people that are right in front of you. Because you are the best declaration of who Jesus Christ is in that moment. Either you look more like God or you look more like the devil based on what you say. Control your words. There's power, life, and death in the tongue. Proverbs 14, 17 says it this way. An impulsive person has a short fuse and they can ruin everything. But the wise show self-control. Control yourself. Watch. We cannot, we cannot control everybody else around us, but we can control our flesh. We can control. Paul says, I make it a slave to my will. What do you think we're doing with prayer and fasting? We're not going on the spiritual diet. We're making our flesh submit to our spirit. We're focusing our spirit on, our, on the things of God. And we're making our flesh submit. And usually the stuff that starts coming out of you in the first couple of days is the stuff that you're dealing with. Come on. We cannot prepare for what already happened. We can only prepare for what happens next. So your preparation proves your expectation. What are you expecting in 2019? Well, I'm expecting this, that, or the other. Well, how are you preparing for it? Well, I don't know. You can't expect to get something that you're not prepared for. Why? Because the decision that you make right now, what you're willing to let go of right now in 2018 will determine what God brings you to in 2019. Did you hear that? What you're willing to go what you're willing to decide to let go of right now, unforgiveness, bitterness, addiction, pain, 
brokenness, what you're willing to let go to 2018 and not look back and pump your brakes, God will bring you to in 2019. A better 2019 for not just you, but for your family, for your life, for your children, for your legacy. If you finally decide to walk away from your hurting, he will bring you to your healing. Come on. If you're willing to walk away from your frustration, he will bring you to your compensation. Come on. If you're willing to walk away from your doubts and fears, God will bring you to a realm of faith and life you've never imagined possible. But what are you willing to walk away from? You've got to make decisions right now. You have to decide right now that I'm not going to do this anymore in 2019. That I'm not going to allow my family to go through this in 2019. That I'm not going to live like this in 2019. You have to decide right now because you're born looking like your parents, but you'll die looking like your decisions. Okay. All right, let's move forward. <laughs> I love this, this quote, this, this quote from Greg Rochelle. He says, he says, we might always have the power to control what happens. We might not always have the power to control what happens, but we can surrender what happens to Jesus. We can surrender it all. I don't know about you, but I surrender 2018 to Jesus. I can't do nothing about it. I'm not looking back to it. I'm not going to reminisce over it. Come on. I'm not going to play I'm your puppet through it. I'm just going to walk away from it, and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting ready for 2019. Is anybody with me? Does anybody want to get ready for 2019? So number one... We got to prepare. We got to prepare. Look at somebody tell them, prepare yourself. Number two, tell them, control yourself. I'm not going to try to control you. I can't change you. I tried to control Roxanne in the beginning. That didn't work. But when I surrendered her to Jesus... Third and last thing, we need a united focus. If we're going to go into 2019 prepared, if we're going to go into 2019 under control, then we're going to have to focus. Stop being so distracted. You know one of the things that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast? I, I have this thing on my phone, I don't know if you do, but it tells you how much, how much time you spend on your phone. Have you ever checked that out? Some people spend more time with their phone than they do their own family. Let me say it again. Some people spend more time on their phone than their own family. You know what I'm going to fast? Because I just want to show this thing that who the boss is. I, I'm, I'm not going to be in social media whatsoever in, in the beginning of the year. I'm just going to let our team take care of my social media page. So if it looks better than it usually does, it's because of them. <laughs> but I... I don't, I don't want to be attached to that. I'd rather focus on my children. I'd rather focus on my wife. I'd rather focus on what really matters and not what everybody else is doing. Anybody with me? I need to focus. Because these little things can be very distractive. Right? Believe it or not, there are a lot of things that we all do, every single one of us, that can be very distracting. And we use it we use that distraction to make us feel better. We use that distraction to help us cope with life. We use those distractions sometimes a little bit too much and it removes our focus from the things that are really, really important. I, I want us to focus. Focus, intentionally focus everything that we are on Jesus.
coming into next year. We've got a lot of things planned for 2019. And it's going to take all of us moving together in the same direction at the same time, focused, to see them come to pass. Philippians 3.12 says it this way. Paul the Apostle is writing to the church and he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. And listen to what he says. He says, nor dear brothers, I haven't attained it yet. I've not achieved it. But what does he say? But I focus on one, this one thing. Forgetting the past, forgetting those things behind me, and looking forward to what lies ahead of me. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling me. Wow. I'm forgetting the past. I'm forgetting the hurt. How do I forget the hurt? I forgive the hurt. And then I move on. How do I forget what happened in 2018 that wasn't healthy for me? There, there's good things that we can reminisce and learn from, but I don't have to live in that time. I don't have to live in that fear. It's funny because sometimes when you see some old friends and you talk to them, they're like stuck. Like I got friends on social media that, that are still breakdancing and they're like in their 40s. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? And others that are that are doing this other stuff. I'm like, we did that when we were teenagers. You got stuck in a time zone. And God wants to take us all together out of what was into what could be. 2019 holds a lot of potential for all of us, but we're not gonna acquire it if we're not prepared. If we are not, you ready? If we're not prepared. If we're not in control and we're not focused. It's an interesting thing about lighting. I love these lights. I, I, I love all this stuff. Especially when, when we're producing on social media and it makes us look better than we really are. I, I, I erase that from the social media media team. Okay. These lights are very cool. They're called Licos. And... They have all these molecules in them that when they start breaking down, they release photons. And those photons that are projected in a certain direction create this light, like this light that you see on me right now, whether I'm walking in or out of some of these lights. And the cool thing about this is that there's probably millions of protons that are released in that light that are, that are directed towards me. But that light doesn't get really hot at all. In fact, I barely feel its heat. So as a spotlight, it could show me something, it could reveal something, and it could spotlight something that's on the stage or me or you or whoever's up here. But there's something pretty powerful in the difference between a floodlight or spotlight and a laser. A laser, the difference in a laser than the spotlight or floodlight is that the, the protons or the photons that are released that break apart and distribute light together and are directed in one path, they're not just doing their own thing as they're traveling in a general direction. What's different between a laser and these spotlights is that they all come together as one light focused in one very specific location 
when it does that, it's able to burn through anything. When it does that, it's able to burn through brick, through through wood, through steel. A focused light that is synergized as one can burn through any barrier. But a floodlight can only bring light or spot on something, but it doesn't generate that much heat. Much like you and I, there's a lot of lights in this house. Every believer in this room right now is the light of Jesus Christ. We all carry him, he says, to be shining lights, right? And we're all going in a general direction. And so we're able to to flood a, a, a situation with light. We're able to project light into a certain circumstance and situation. But what if, what if every light in this room got together as one and focused everything that we were in one specific area, we would be able to burn down and break through any barrier the enemy puts up in front of us. And so what we're gonna do as a church in 2019, we are going to focus our light so that we could be like lasers, okay? We have a singular focus. We wanna reach the lost at any cost. We want to see lives restored to a right relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to see people raised up in discipleship. Future, future generations that will take this church from where we are now to where God wants it to be should he tarry. And we want to release people into their destinies. But we need to focus. We need to focus. Let me close with this. Proverbs 4.25 says, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies in front of you. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. If I could have every head bowed and every eye closed and reverence to the Lord.